What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages? Welcome back to the AOA show. I'm your host, as always, and along with the boy Isaiah. Oh, hi, yo. And we are here again to talk about Haikyuu. Oh, it's been too long. We're going to be reviewing season two in its entirety because at the time of recording, we had just finished. This video will not be out until all of our reactions are out for season two. But at the time of recording now, it's going to be like pretty, you know, far into the past. Um, so we don't want to get any knowledge of season three. We don't want to get any knowledge of season four and record those ahead of time. We want to just spill everything we got on season two while it's fresh on our mind here before we get, jump into the third season. So that's what we're going to do here today. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. If you do, make sure you guys are smashing like, subscribe to the channel, and commenting your thoughts down below. What did you think of season two, our discussion, etc.? You guys know the drill. But so season two for me kind of uh, – I've re repeated this ad nauseum in our, um, in our live reactions, but this is very reminiscent – to uh, the Rocky movies, one and two, to me. Um, for anyone who has seen it or not, Rocky essentially loses to Apollo Creed in the first movie at the end, even though he trains, you know, he goes crazy, but he's the new guy on the block. Nobody expects him to win, kind of like Karasuno, right? They're the flightless crows. They've kind of fallen from grace, etc. They have these, like, garbage dump battles with uh, Nikoma mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, kind of a similar vibe. And then in the second movie, kind of reminiscent of the second season here, Rocky comes back to fight Apollo Creed one more time, and uh, he winds up being the victor that time around, whereas we get that same similarity and parallel with Seijo and Karasuno. So it was really awesome to see that because that's a very just emotional type of story for the underdogs to come back and kind of grow through adversity and then beat the, you know, the team or the, or the people that had snuffed out their, their dreams and aspirations the first time around. But it's tough because Haikyuu has this way of making you feel for every team and every individual for the most part on each of those teams. So it isn't easy, right, to use the Rocky parallel again here. When he beats Apollo Creed, you know, or in the second time, it's like, yeah, we did it. And uh, we still feel that way when Karasuno eventually beats Seijo the second time around. But there are these bittersweet elements every single time that you know our team has to win or they have to lose, as we see earlier in the season uh, with their practices and stuff like that. It's just like... This show, it's such a double-edged sword because there's just a way of making you feel so much for the other teams and individuals that you can't, you can, but it's hard for you to get like fully amped because there's always this bittersweet thing that comes along with it. But I feel like ultimately that is a huge strength of the show. But I mean, just as a general uh, thought here, I loved the second season. Uh, I think it was better than the first one, which the first one was fantastic. The show's fantastic, but the second one was really good. We got incredible amounts of character development for a lot of characters in this, which was amazing. We finally had uh, Suki pull through a bit. I mean, his personality hasn't really changed, but I didn't expect it to. But he does come around a little bit, um, you know, all things considered. So that was really nice. And I'll be the first to admit it. And it's very minimal because if you watch our live reactions, you'll know that we bash Okaiwa. You know, we don't, we don't, you know what it is? We don't bash Okaiwa. We don't, we don't look the other way when it comes to Okaiwa. Like we're willing to call it out where we see it with that because Okaiwa is like hugely pumped up as a character. Um, but I will admit, even in the last episode, Declaration of War, uh, I did appreciate some of the stuff that Okaiwa was saying to the Terminator guy whose name I forget. He's on the Eagle team. 
Um, Y'all know who I'm talking about. So, you know, point being, a lot of people got huge amounts of character development, and especially on Karasuna as a team. And not only that, we got way a lot of characters introduced in this one, too, as compared to the first season. We finally got Old Man Ukai uh, on some episodes, which was really awesome to see. We had the arrival of Lev. We have a lot of people's favorite boy. We had uh, Bokudo, mm -hmm. or Owl Man, as we called him. They're doing just gene splicing now with snakes and owls and stuff. But... um. <laughs> Yeah, it was really cool to see those. We had the Mad Dog towards the end. Uh, we had a lot of new players join the scene. Uh, that one guy in the episode who was like seven foot tall, like just like ridiculous. Like he was only there for like an episode or like the frat team, the the uh, yellow yes, jerseys. Yes, yes, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, those yeah. guys with the kid with the earrings that was like kind of a pain in the oh, ass. Oh, I remember they were the seven funny. foot kid you're talking yeah, about. The, yeah, 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 the yeah, huge yeah. kid. Like point being, we had a lot of new introductions and the um, one of the most important ones, if you scroll back up for me, if you don't mind, but the, uh, the new manager whose uh, name is Yachi. Yes. Uh, apologies on names. I'm terrible with them. But Yachi was one of my favorite uh, new introductions to this show, uh, not only because she's a adorable character and just very lovable and, and nice and kind and, and funny at times, but we also, from that, get a lot out of Kyoko because mm -hmm. of her. She kind of opens Kyoko up in a sense and Kyoko starts having more dialogue which in the first season she has virtually none uh, so we get to see a little bit more of Kyoko's character and realize how awesome she is and I think that's you know all because of uh, her and then obviously uh, Yachi's mother chef's kiss uh, <laughs> on that one was uh, proving to us yet again that Haikyuu <laughs> does not sleep on the people of culture uh, when it comes to this anime. They do not. So I have to thank uh, Yachi for all of that, really, because the introduction to that character was fantastic. <laughs> like, Yachi, thank you for your mom. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your mom. It's just, no, on a real note, though, Yachi by herself was a fantastic character. Townsperson yeah. B was a great episode, um, and she had some great development there, and it was really awesome to see her kind of come out of her shell as well and then break Yoko out of it. But I've ranted for a while here. I mean, I could go all day. Isaiah, what are some of your thoughts initially on the season two? Um, it's the greatest anime ever. It's <laughs> a little tough to to use that phrase only because we literally just saw the Demon Slayer movie last night. So in my head right now, I'm like, yo, Haikyuu is the best anime ever, but Demon Slayer is also the best thing <laughs> ever. And so I don't know if I'm just the, the, the definition of the best thing ever is <laughs> diminishing in my mind because like everything is just hitting this bar for me. But of all the anime that exists in the world, for those two to be up there, I mean, Haikyuu is Haikyuu is absolutely goaded. I totally agree with Ian in the sense that I loved the second season uh, more than the first season, and not that the first season was bad by any stretch, but, like, that's just how it goes, sort of like you were saying with the Rocky comparison, is that this season works so well because it builds off of everything that was established in season one, the new skills that we learn and the victories that we get, all of that tastes so much sweeter, so to speak, because of what we've been through in season one, right? Because of all the struggling, because of the losses, because of the flaws and shortcomings that we were, you know, uh, brought up to by, you know, with all our, our main characters here. And it, it's just, it's never, and this is something that I really love about the show in general because it's something that I didn't think, that I thought was going to be a problem, is that I'm never bored watching a show. I totally thought that, like, we'd get, you know, uh, I don't know, a handful of matches into the show, and I'd be like, Okay, let, can we just get to the end of the match already? Like, all right, you know, but like, and even even when we're watching matches that, like, in my head, narratively, I'm like, okay, I, I kind of feel like Kadosuno has to win this one. Like, are still a fucking ball to watch because yeah. they're still just it's it's so fun to see 
the you know the the way they win so you know how they get to the finish line and like the the different you know uh pivots and and avenues and and things that happen where it's like oh you know the whatever t- opponent team they're playing is like has read their moves now they have like there's that's there's a lot more strategy to volleyball than i ever like gave it credit for initially and even knew existed i you know wholeheartedly have only played volleyball in high school gym so like my experience of volleyball was like you just hit the ball for the net and like don't let it fall on the ground i don't know what you're talking but like especially when you're playing on such a high level like the the level of all the different components that have nothing to do with your athleticism and physicality that go into volleyball is kind of crazy to me. Like there's this whole psychological mental game to it where you can completely break a team without even talking to, or like touching them. Like, right. It's all up in their heads. And and the second you, you sort of break that barrier or that wall, like they're cracked and they will never play you know, as efficiently as they could. Just all this stuff. It's, it's crazy. And I, I wholeheartedly, you know, applaud this show for, presenting that and doing that but not in like a you know in a respectful way and in a honest way I that's the other there's never been a moment in Haikyuu except for anytime Okaiwa talks that I'm like this is ridiculous and like you know like because all these characters are just you know anytime somebody is doing something or going through something it it, it it just feels real right there's a there's tons of different moments where characters like you said get some great character development you're sort of exposed or or made aware of you know some more inherent flaws and there's it, it that stuff is real right it comes with growth you don't like evolve or grow as a person and then all of a sudden like that's it like you're just you're just good for the rest of you you know you even as you grow and get stronger physically and you know mentally you're still there. There's inherent shortcomings that are going to come up with the, that growth, right? And I think one of the episodes specifically that really highlights this, at least for me, um, is the episode called "Greed," which is when Hinata and Kagiyama first get, they, or they, you know, because they they fail their their English test or whatever it is, and they have to um, stay back at the school and take the exam. And then Tanaka's sister, who's a freaking homie, um, Seiko. That's she's yes. like my favorite character now. Uh, yeah, she's oh yeah, she's my favorite. Um, she drives them to you know she she offers to drive them to the practice uh after their their exam and they get into the match and Hinata and Kageyama only get into the last match that day but there's a there's a very pivotal moment that the Nakuma coach picks up on where Hinata sort of instantly has this like introspective moment where he realizes that he can't stay at the at where he is he can't stay reliant on Kageyama to hit him these per- these perfect tosses he can't stay reliant on his natural born athleticism and instinct he needs to evolve he needs to get stronger he needs to become a more competent and uh conscious athlete but with that comes this inherent you know shortcoming of greed he gets a little bit greedy and he gets he gets a little bit uh you know, hogging of the limelight, so to speak. And he's like, okay, I need to grow, which means I need to be hitting every, all these balls. I need to be like, I need to be doing stuff and sort of, you know, puts in the, on the back burner, the idea that while Hinata, you know, your growth is, is obviously important as a, as an individual and as a player, this is a six man sport, right? You can't just like one V six, a whole other team. And so there's that moment where Asai goes for the spike and Hinata jumps in front of him to grab the same spike. And they like sort of hit each other and fall. And it really kind of shakes up the whole team for that day because they're like, wow, he kind of like went a little bit off. And like, I love these moments where it's like, it's not for a slice of life anime. um, You know, there, it it tackles some like real, I guess that's what I'm getting. It tackles like some real human emotions and some real human uh, moments that you're just like, as much as it's like, 
you know, you, you, as much as you don't want to see it because you don't want to see any of these characters that we love so much, like going through honestly anything like hard or difficult, um, you're like, no, that makes sense. Like that's that's a real thing that you would encounter in that moment, especially if you're you're trying to do what these characters are doing, and and it it makes sense to to be under that that mindset or to be in that you know that zone so to speak. But I yeah, I absolutely love the season. We can get into it a little bit more, but I think one of the things that definitely not saved it because not that this needed saving necessarily, but one of the standout things I will say for me this season was the characters. I think last season, while I obviously loved all the characters that we met, we. It, I, I was, it was easier for me to get caught up in like the aesthetic of the world, which is just volleyball, really, because the world isn't really different from ours. Um, but this season, it was specifically the characters. It was a lot of the, you know, some of the new characters we met, some of the older characters that we know growing and having that development that we were talking about. Um, Aizuki is a big one. Um, and Yama, I will put up as a second one because I absolutely loved where his character went at the, at the end of the season. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love the season. I think the characters are a huge standout for me, and I, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, no, I totally agree with everything you said. Well said, and I do think that the characters really are what take the second season to the next level. In the sense, like we said before, you know, the introduction of so many new ones, and then the character development of new characters and old characters alike, really fleshing them out. Uh, and I feel like almost every single character had their due like they had uh, some moment whether in an episode or a whole episode or multiple episodes or whatever to really flesh out the major players I mean we can't literally hit everyone but I thought that just even the small amount of limelight that they gave them not only for Karasuno but the other teams as well like another person if you go to the uh, date tech team uh, that I really like was Kanji I actually really like that character a lot, and he's there for virtually an episode. Uh, like, that's it, right? And, like, I just, uh, like, that to me is, like, awesome as a standout to just be like, oh, I really like that guy, and I only got less than 20 minutes of, you know, of of, of spotlight with him. And uh, so I thought that was a really cool example. And, you know, I, I mean, uh, um, another one would be... Um, Oh God, I can't remember. Name evades me at the moment. I'll come back to it. But the, there's just there's just a bunch of characters that really stand out, and uh, you know, from every other team that just kind of make it that much more worth watching at that point. I also like the point you made before about uh, the episode about greed, specifically and how the show um, Bokudo. Sorry, that's the other character, Al Man. I love that guy. But yeah, um, he's cool. So I like that that example that you gave, where it's like it really the show also in the second season really takes into account, I mean, it does in the first season too, but even more so, I would say, um, some of these like real world scenarios. And I think Greed was actually a really good episode in the sense that I think there were multiple ways to interpret that. It's almost like a double-edged sword. Because at that point, Hinata, like you said, knows he needs to get better and the coach understands it. And there's this weird duality that you have in a team sport, but also trying to improve yourself on an individual level, right? Where Hinata feels compelled to be greedy, you know, with it, but he needs to develop himself. And he knows that if he falls behind that team or not, he's not going to be there on the court. So like, that was a really interesting dynamic they had with that specifically, where he had to juggle this idea of how do I do this in, in how do I be selfish without having all the negative connotations of selfishness along with it and bring up my team at the same time. It's like this, it's interesting duality that they have there. Uh, I also really love the episodes. Um, it's really like two episodes. I think it's like Moonrise and Illusionary Hero and maybe even just the next one too um, with Suki as well. Because like I said, Suki was a character that I was 
Re- no, I'm not going to lie. I was going to say on the fence. I didn't like him straight up. <laughs> season one, I didn't, uh, honestly. And even now, season two, it's more like he's not my favorite character, but I do, like, I understand. Like, I get it. And uh, I think that was very important for him to have those couple episodes because that just kind of opened me up to accepting him a little more because I really wanted to like him. He was part of the team. He was part of Karasuna. So I'm like, I want to love everyone on Karasuna, right? But they have some amazing moments in those episodes and where Yama is like, if not pride, you know what I mean? Like, is pride not enough, you know, for this to matter? Uh, I also just love how they incorporate the family members of some of these people as well, who I feel that Suki's older brother was imperative for him to kind of get over that hump. Uh, And I loved his older brother and his whole story arc was incredibly heartbreaking, but it was, but it was so inspiring at the same time because, you know, he keeps on going with it and winds up playing into his later years and inspires Suki to, you know, try and elevate himself to the next level. Like I said, Seiko uh, Tanaka's sister is like literally my favorite character. So she's like (laughs) freaking awesome. I love her. Um, you know, we have injected so many elements of comedy and stuff like that in this season as well. You know, with the the barbecue episode was one of the, one of the (laughs) funniest in my opinion, where they had like the Jojo faces when it was Noya and, uh, Tanaka and and, uh, the other kid with the Mohawk that looks like Tanaka from, uh, Nekuma. Um, and then they're like, they're just, uh, what was his name? Yamamoto. Uh, Yamamoto. And uh, Suki's like, yeah, I think uh, I think Noi is in charge because he's the only one that got slapped by Kyoko. Like, <laughs> like that was so funny. Like, I love the humor in this. Sometimes you got to remember, and we've had it in our comments on the reactions that these are a bunch of teenage boys, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah. So there's going to be those sort of antics that come along with it. Oh, They're high sure. school students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to keep that in mind. And I, I just find and that it, to be absolutely hysterical. It, it, it works because I, I, it never gets, you know, like disrespectful or, or, uh, you know, played up for the sake of playing it up and making the joke. Like, yes. you know, again, you know, like f- from my point earlier, it all feels real. Like you said, these are high school boys, like <laughs> nothing that, you know, and that's not to say that they all have to be like that, and they're not, right? Noya, and they make a point to be like, Noya, Noya and Tanaka are those kinds of people, but not everybody on Katasuno is like that. And matter of fact, most of the people on Katasuno are the ones keeping them in line when they get a little too rowdy and how to control with that stuff, i.e. your Sugas, your Daichis, etc. Um, but, you know, they're, they, first off, these two, bro, are just, <laughs> my, my boys. My Nishinoya boys, bro. And Tanaka, Tanaka yeah. and Nishinoya are, I, you know, I love them from day... Y'all who watch us already know that Nishinori is my spirit animal, my king, my god, my savior. <laughs> um, I think he can literally do no wrong. I would help him hide a body if he killed a man. Um, and Tanaka is right. Uh, Tanaka would probably be helping me help bury the body. Like, because these two are the the actual definition of kindred spirits, and they just they just link. They just sync up that fucking, like, Naruto Sasuke levels of, like, reading each other's minds. They just know... They're just there. If they're there for each other. They're always the first ones. I mean, A, obviously, because they're part of the Kyoko Protection Squad, going to bat for a Kyoko. But also the the Katasuno team, right? Yeah. The second anybody from another team, like, gives anybody on this team lip, they're the first two to be like, oh, you want to fight? Is that what's happening <laughs> right now? Like, and, you know, and Suga, again, or somebody, or Daichi, mostly will, like, dial them back in. But it's like, I appreciate that personality type I do because it actually speaks to somebody who is incredibly loyal, incredibly kind-hearted and incredibly courageous, right? It, mm. it, it, you know, there's a little bit of, again, they are teenage boys at the end of the day or high schoolers. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, perhaps macho immaturity in there with it, but 
the kind of person that is willing to go to bat for you in, in terms of like fight somebody just because they insulted you is not someone to be looked over, right? I mean, that is such a, a such a nice, you know, uh, a great personality trait. And I think they both also more than make up for anything in their uh, on the court, right? Mm. Tanaka, and I would actually say specifically this season, gets a lot of court time to shine, like a lot of moments that, you know, we have in terms of our, our games and certain points that we score. Um, Tanaka is a very steady and consistent uh, contributor to that. I mean, uh, you know, obviously he's one of the spikers here on the team, but he, you know, I think like Asai, who's the, the ace, and Hinata, who like, you know, with his crazy quicks and stuff, sort of seem to innately take that the limelight away sometimes of like, oh, these are the people who, who get us points. And then anybody else, it's just like, you know, Kageyama might do a dump or something or whatever. But Tanaka was was there i mean he he scored a lot of points and his presence was definitely felt throughout the season it, like i said on the court as much as off the court um and nishinoya i say it all the time but i i absolutely admire him and specifically like this position of libero and the 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 amount of humbleness and the the pride that he plays his position with because it's not something like Tanaka's position. It's not something like Asai's or Hinata's. He's not up in the front scoring points. He's not out there, you know, hogging the limelight or getting attention. His job is to literally sit, stand in the back and keep the ball in play. But he mm. does it as if it is literally like a life-threatening job, like as yeah. if it's the most important thing to do. And I, I appreciate, you know, it's something his, his sentiment, which was echoed all the way back in uh, season one, I just like, you know, gives me goosebumps every time I think about it. Because it's like, you know, if you are helping your team win and you are doing 110% your job, like that's cool. It doesn't matter what the name of your position is. It doesn't matter how many points you're scoring. You're helping your team and like that's what matters. That's what makes you good, like good. And it's like, oh, dude, I, I love I love that shit. I love it so much. No, absolutely. I also uh, appreciate, I mean, you know, going to bat for Daichi here. I really liked uh, some of the character development we had. Um, maybe not development. Well, yeah, development, but just like, you know, some of the spotlight being put on him just in general and uh, showing the importance of what a, a captain is, right, and a leader, uh, I thought was really cool. And someone that I kind of relate to Nishinoya in the sense that Daichi isn't really up there scoring a lot of points either. He's kind of like, he's really in the back with Noya a lot of the times, but, yeah. you know, once in a while he'll, he'll have his moments where he scores if he has to. Uh, but it's really cool to see him keep it together in the moments where they're trying to be goaded into something, right, where they had the uh, the team that was just like, crazy they were having fun the frat boys we call them um i can't remember their name but like the, it's joe henzi joe henzi okay yeah and so that was an interesting one because daichi uh specifically against them was like kind of the antithesis to mm -hmm. what their whole team was about but it was cool because yeah, he joe henzi. he so, kept his team in balance you know and was like okay we have to counter them with what you know being calm cool and collected and when we need to let the fire out we'll let the fire out right like okay Hinata you know what to do right there are a lot of times uh, obviously too when he hits his head when he hits his face and loses a tooth on that one part it was absolutely crazy he was just going ham um but then if I can't remember his name if you, sorry if you scroll back up the um the guy who just decided to become a character out of nowhere in Karasuno oh, uh the second oh, captain my my boy what's his name at? uh Chikara Chikara, dude, <laughs> like out of nowhere. Like, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I thought that like Chikara, mm. um, uh, Hisashi, yeah, it looks all, like, all, and uh, Kazuhiro, um, Narita. All three of these Those three guys, like, I was like, I'm sorry. You just kind of have been relegated yeah, to the bench guys. Like <laughs> to bench guys, right? Like you're going to be there. And um, seeing Chikara just come out of left field 
literally, and uh, take the role of captain when Daichi had to go to the to the um, you know to the medic was an incredible couple of episodes. Like that was awesome for him to pull out those stops there. And we saw his backstory. And I know we talked about this during our live reactions. Cause we have a little bit of banter after each one. And it was, uh, we were talking about, it was interesting because we didn't really get the perspective of players that genuinely just, you know, they were like practice is too hard. Like, I don't want to be here uh, type thing. Like a lot of these characters, I would say maybe Suki has his own thing going on, but like, you know, 99% of the characters are, like, super gung-ho, like, I'm going to drop everything else, like, to be here for volleyball, and we go through that kind of story arc and that struggle. But it was interesting seeing a Chikara who was like, you know what, I'm going to take the easy road, you know, like, I'm kind of not about these practices, they're really tough, and, uh, you know, I'm going to go home and do whatever I got to do, and then, you know, comes back to the game, you know, like the prodigal son, like, that was really cool to see, and then, you know, becomes captain material, all things considered, was really cool. I mean, I loved that, and I loved how, once again, Haikyuu can just take a person that you literally thought was not going to be relevant at all yeah. uh, and make them incredibly relevant and likable in the course of, like, an episode, right? Like, it was just, it was incredible. I, I was like, that was just a standout moment for me, was, for sure. What episode was that? Where he, where that happened? I don't know. It was like, it was episode, uh, 18? I don't know. It was, yeah, it was so, something like, around here, but I, I, I think it was 17, the battle without willpower okay. or something like that. I'm yeah. Just, and I'm just remembering because I'm thinking of our, our reactions, where they're at right now. Yeah. I can't wait for that one to go out. Cause that, yeah, that was a, his character on that, ep- that episode or those two episodes, um, were amazing, just in the sense of what you said, where it's like, these three, bro, I, you know, genuinely thought they were going to be, it's like, oh, we need to fill the team out, right? Sure. The team needs, uh, you know, what is it, 12 players? Um, so, like, we, you know, and we only have uh, eight or, or uh, what is that, nine? Um, so, we, you know, let's just put these three on. They're the guys, they've been here all the time. But in season one, to be fair, with uh, Hashi and um, uh, Natara, they make a point to have a scene with them where they're talking, I believe it's with Hinata and Kageyama, where they're like, hey, we just wanted to thank you guys for like the level of passion and, and effort you're putting into this sport and specifically this team because it made us decide to come back. Because yeah. they were part of the, the group that, like you said, that quit initially because they yep. were like, all right, this is, you know, I'm not about this. It's a little too tough. You know, I'm kind of just going to turn the AC on, eat my yogurt and fall asleep. <laughs> um, but... So it, 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 but in my mind, I was, all, I was like, okay, but they don't seem to like interact with the core group as much as like, obviously they, the core group does with, with each other. But th- what's cool about that flashback with Shikara is it highlights this idea that again, just because it, it just because we don't see them all talking doesn't mean they don't all talk, yeah. right? A lot of those flashbacks were Chikara talking with, you know, some of the guys here, Tanaka or Nishinoya or uh, Suga or whoever, like after the practices or whatever. Yeah. And it, again, establishes this idea that makes you feel like, oh no, they do all know each other. Because that was the thing in my head at first. I'm like, wait, how is it that this whole team trust him to be the next, uh, you know, the next captain or the next runner-up captain here because I've never even seen them talk to this guy yeah. like extensively. But then, you know, those flashbacks show it and it's like, no, okay, there is a foundation here. There is, like, there is a legitimate understanding as to why these people trust him so much. And, to be fair, also the evidence that they end up showing throughout that episode of him, you know, when he has his sort of moments of wrangling the team, were there and, and they were showcasing the show. And so, yeah, I do love that it just takes that, be- again, because of the mass amount of focus that's on our main nine here. Uh, the, you know, 
you they they pull into this moment and at first you're like what really but then like they go through it and you're like oh no okay shit yeah and then well you know what Shikar is another favorite character it's like I just I absolutely admire how again you know how much they've done with the characters and specifically Katasuno's team because the other person I want to talk about is my boy Yamaguchi yeah okay putting on the Gucci shades because <laughs> this man absolutely slapped this season. I it, it He was one of the ones that I, in my head, you know, watching season one, I was like, okay, he's going to be a slow burner for sure. Like, he's going to be one who, you know, slow and steady. We're going to see his, like, will start to, to shape and harden a little bit. And, you know, we're going to see him want to participate more and maybe, you know, try and trip and, and fall but get back up. And eventually he's going to get up. And when he gets back up and stays up, He's gonna fuck. He's gonna be one of the best, like ever. And I, I, I love also these this uh, interesting duality because again, it's something we touched on in our little like mini reviews of each episode in our reactions. Yama is, as a pinch server is kind of in a very unfortunate position that doesn't group well with the kind of personality he has, which is like a very anxious, um, you know, sort of self worrying, you know, like whatever you want to call it, type of person is that his job as the pinch surfer is to literally come in when the team is in a pinch and, and you know, in a, a dire situation and change the momentum of the match, which is a lot of pressure for somebody who is naturally very anxiety-ridden. Um, and it also means he doesn't get a lot of time to practice with the team on the court in scenarios that are not the game in X, Y, or Z tournament, which also ramps up the anxiety. And, it, it you know, we talked about it. It sucks that he doesn't – because I, I do feel like a lot of his uh, anxieties – you know, not all of them, obviously, but a lot of them could have been quelled just from getting sheer experience, right? Just being on the court long enough and, you know, running back and hitting that ball enough times to get comfortable being in front of people or the team or in that setting. And sure, practice with your with your team and, and you know, doing your pinch serves in a, a straight-out tournament and stuff is a completely different atmosphere. Um, but I love the way they handle it because they don't they – don't, tiptoe around it they don't just like push this up or away because it needs to be because it's like oh we're at the end of the season like let, let's get it's like you see again same thing sort of what i was saying with chikara you see all the evidence of like where yama is why he thinks what he thinks and how he got to where he is now and this game that we you know the last game here that we get to with uh seijo again uh, you know it, it it was so it was so refreshing and it was so nice to think that like yama actually ended up being one of the main counters to seijo you know you again not to, to um, you know, some of these characters, obviously, on Karasuno, t- sort of innately take the limelight. Your Hinatas, your Kageyamas, even, you know, your, your, the other uh, seven that I mentioned before. But, like, Suki and Yama aren't making every single play that they possibly, you know, that, that can be made. Um, and they're not getting to sort of, like, I guess, you know, in terms of numbers, like screen time that some of these other players get. But they're here. They're on the team. They're part of the squad. And when they contribute, they are giving it, especially, again, in this season and towards the end of it, 110%. I loved all the moments where, like, Seija would go to, like, shoot a point, and you'd, like, forget that Suki's up in the front. And this giraffe dude would just jump up and block him and be like, <laughs> like, it's so cool. And, like, the interactions he ends up having with Yama in that match, right, where Yama is is sort of, like, going through the woes here and really trying to get a nail on on you know, his, his confidence, and he gets that moment from Suki, which, you know, in, in typical Suki fashion is very bare bones, in my opinion, yeah. minimum. Yama has uh, Stockholm Syndrome, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, a little bit. But, but uh, it's all right. But we love our boy Yama. Yeah. And he, and, but, like, I, I love, yeah, again, I love that he ended up being one of our main weapons here because he was the only person that Seijo didn't expect to change, you know? I'm sure Seijo and, and Okaiwa or whoever, 
Expected Hinata to get a little bit better. Expected Kageyama to get a little bit better. Uh, they were impressed by some of the other players who had evolved, but Nama completely flopped in their first match, right? He came in as the pinch server and uh, completely messed up. But this time he scored not one, not two, but five points as a pinch. Th- I thoroughly impressed my boy Yama. I love the, and again, something that I love about Yama is that not, he has, you know, his he's got his sort of mental hangups here. Um, but he's not a character like Chikara, who is like, why am I here? What am I doing? He's a character that amidst his anxieties and his, his worries, he has the same level of passion for this as like your Hinatas or your Kageyamas or your Nishino, like he wants to be here. He wants to do good. That's that's the driving force. And again, you see that illustrated so well that when there's that moment where the coach is about to, um, it's in the game prior to where he comes in and he does the the safe serve, right? He like, he, he, he nixes the float serve at the last second. And the coach is like, literally, Ukai's like ready to jump on his ass. He's like, <laughs> what are you kidding me? And um I believe it's again Chikara, a homie, comes in and he's like, "I like, I get what you're, why you're upset, but like, I promise you, he's beating himself up twice as hard as you could ever do." And like this, this, that, which parallels so greatly with the with the next game with Seijo, when they need him to come in for the pinch serve, and like you just feel that energy, right? Yama, yes, Yama's nervous, yes, he's anxious, yes, he's scared, but he wants to get on that court. He wants to prove himself. And then like after this game, when they're when after he scores a point and comes off his his line where he's like, next time I'm getting ten points. It's like Yama wants to be here. He wants to get better. He wants to play this game. And like that's it's just no matter your character type or argument, like that's what is always a pleasure to see. Yeah, well said. And I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. Whatever the character archetype at least for me, and I'm assuming, you know, through what you said for you, if the character shows the drive to want to be on the court, that's already a point in their favor. Even if I don't jive with their personality at all, which is going to happen because you can't win them all. um, If they want to be here, yeah, if they want to be here and they're going to, you know, sacrifice their time and energy and all that kind of thing to really give it their all, then I can jive with that. That's something that I can respect you for, at least, right? And I think that all of the most likable characters definitely have that trait anyway, uh, for the most part. So I, I thought it was really cool. Um, yeah. I mean, talking about the last match here, I guess, cause that, that's really the, the big thing. Like I said, I mean, this season's come up was awesome with the introduction of characters. Like we said, not to sound like a broken record. Um, and the abilities and things that they learned and then implemented. That was something really awesome to see it come to light in games where like all of a sudden Nishinoya would be the setter out of nowhere or whatever the case might be. And Hinata learning his new forms of spiking, dumping, um, you know, rebounding, all that sort of thing, right? <clears throat> there were a lot of things that they went through on an individual level and on a, as a team, and they lost a lot of games in that in that camp. Um, so it was really awesome to see them come up. And then once we got into the spring tournament, when they started winning, it was really awesome to see that because it was like, this feels so earned right now, you know? And it was awesome that through their hard work and perseverance, some of the teams that they were beating all the way up, um, were being inspired by them. Some of the players that were just like, eh, whatever. Like the one guy, he had the slicked hair and he was like, doesn't matter. You're all just going to lose at the end anyway to, you know, giga boss team. And, um, you know, but then he's like, you know what? Like, and because of his captain, Chicken Little, uh, you know, there. But but still, but like the Karasuno team definitely brought the best out of a lot of those people, um, which was something that definitely doesn't want to be looked over. It was awesome to see. But anyway, it just felt really earned. And then especially with the last game here, the redemption, the whole, you know, this is the culmination of the story. Like I said in the beginning of this video, right? This is the comparison I was I was laying out there. Um, 
the game was utterly intense. And while Isaiah and I had a pretty good idea that they were going to win, just for narrative purposes, it'd be pretty awkward if they got all the way there and then lost again. You know what I mean? Uh, we got to move the show forward a little exactly. bit. We're going to nationals. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, that is one thing with the show sometimes, you know, like, like you said, um, you know, there's an air of predictability to it, but how we get there is so enjoyable to watch that it's like, that's okay. Because you still are like, oh my gosh, you know, in those moments. Um, but yeah, you know, them versing Seijo there at the end was just a sight to behold. It was really awesome to see, um, you know, obviously uh, some of the... Um, some of the line art that they were using for like the yeah. mad dog when he came in was like, why though? Like, he's just yeah. awesome. You know, like why are you flexing out everyone right now? And the one with Okaiwa yeah, where he smacks the ball and it like ripples, you know what I mean? Like that was sweet. Um, there were some just awesome shots there. I really loved it. And that game was utterly intense down to the core. Uh, I really love one of the moments with, uh, uh, what the hell's his name? Shigeru. Uh, is that his name? Shigeru. Oh yes, Shigeru. Yes. Yeah. Let's point this moment out. Yeah, I w- yeah, I would definitely. I mean, if you watch our live reaction, Isaiah and I kind of went off on this moment. Um, but I did want to give credit where credit was due with him, Absolutely. and obviously Okaiwa is like you know he's really good and he is the captain and we all love him. Yeah. So, but I do want to highlight some of the other teammates here because Absolutely. I do think that they have some really standout qualities, which is awesome. Um, namely, I would say what's his name, uh, Zumi. Uh, yeah, yeah Iwa. Uh, Iwa. Yeah, Iwa. Um, he's 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 my favorite player on the team. He's the goat. Um, he's just awesome. And then beyond that, though, like I said, uh, uh, Shigeru was awesome too because when they introduced the Mad Dog, and we see you know everything the Mad Dog's going through, and then Shigeru basically gives it back to the Mad Dog where nobody else was willing to do that. And it was interesting because then at that moment, that's what got, you know, his respect there. But he's like, you need to like pull your stuff together here because, you know, this is a tight game and we need you to do your job. Like I'm out here on the bench right now, probably in turn because of you. So like, if you don't pull it together, it's almost like why, like it's all in vain. You know what I mean? Like, so show us that you're worthy of being on this squad and that you could work with this, the squad. Uh, that was really awesome. I mean, they wound up just giving all the credit to Okaiwa anyway, but that's, that's besides the point. Um, I wanted to highlight that moment because I thought that he really put it out there. Um, and he was the real instrumental piece in getting the mad dog to like get a shit together. But um, and the Mad Dog himself, um, who's, I'm going to say his name, Kentaro. Um, he was awesome because, you know, he just seemed like this Mad Dog, right? He's just like this little pissed off kid. Even when they show the flashbacks and he's like, even little, he's mad. I, I had to laugh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But those flashbacks, again, highlighting your point where it's like he wanted to be here. Sure, he wasn't with the team because that's that's one of his flaws, right? Like yeah. they always have to have some sort of standout flaw with like a lot of these people, sure, right? Like, sure. um, you know, a lot of the tall guys are usually inexperienced because they just started. Coincidentally, all the time, you know what I mean? That was one of the things to kind of nerf them because mm-hmm. we know a seven foot tall guy, Hinata, you're gonna need like yeah. stilts, you know what I mean? Like or whatever, well, but Hinata, like, maybe not, dude. That's maybe not jump. Hinata, you know, because he can jump so high. But um, y- yeah, you know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying, yeah. right? But like the Mad Dog, what you know, his thing is like he's he was incredibly athletic, like Hinata. Um, he's good, but he just like his teamwork and synergy is pretty off. So they kind of have to rein him in, keep him on the leash, as it were, no pun intended. Um, but his flashback was really awesome and highlighted that he again 
is someone who is out here and is putting in the hours. He's putting in the road work. He's playing with the the college guys or the guys from his neighborhood, whoever it was, uh, to get that practice in, even though he couldn't synergize with the team quite yet, and then comes back into the fray when he felt that he was ready, or even if he wasn't ready, that he had to you know become ready because uh, they needed him. That was really cool to see. You know, like I said, I, I could really go off, but that game was absolutely incredible and still had me nail-biting it on the edge of my seat, even though I had a pretty strong feeling of how it was going to end. The way we got there was just truly a sight to behold with all the training that had led up, the loss that we had experienced in the first season and the sting of regret. Um, you know, it was it was truly something spectacular. But. Yeah, I think the other thing, because we were saying it when we were watching one of the episodes, was once we got to, like, the second set, you know, you were like, oh, okay, they got to lose this, right? And I'm like... <laughs> like, I don't know. I could, like, th there did get to a point where, uh, you know, again, not to, to beat that dead horse, but it's like, we knew, we, you know, knew ultimately that Cardassino had to win this match. But it's like, when, how, why? Like, I don't really know. I don't, I couldn't tell you. And I couldn't have told you in that moment because the, the way that this plays with the, you know, the atmosphere and the, 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 you know, how tense these moments get in these matches, every point, every turn, every set just sort of builds on itself into where especially these teams because they have this intense rivalry like don't give each other a second bro like every time one somebody is scoring a point somebody else is taking another point back like it's they're they are neck and neck and just clawing at each other going up this you know this totem pole here that is the match and i i do yeah i one also just want to highlight shigeru i think his moment with the mad dog was absolutely um amazing and and very telling and touching for that character specifically, but also that team and how well their synergy works. And I want to give him that moment because the show didn't. Um, <laughs> and uh, Iwa, because Iwa is probably, not probably, definitely my favorite character on Seijo's team, at, just out of all of them, because I, I, I love that man's passion and I love his his respectability and his accountability, right? He doesn't, he's the ace and he, hold, and he holds that position with the amount of pride and respect that you would expect or want in Ace 2, but he doesn't, and he doesn't, he doesn't let himself or any of his teammates, any of them, including Hokaiwa, uh, let any of their positions or standings get to their head, right? He's, he's, he's the first guy to drag somebody right back down the second they start floating up and be like, stay down here. This is, <laughs> this is Earth. This is the court. Don't get carried away. Um, which is just, I respect the fuck out of it. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, this, ma this match was really cool because everybody, you see everybody sort of like really get push to their limits and and it's so great with the amount of skills and again technicality that is involved in this sport and uh, the amount that's involved in the games we have now because of how much all our players have grown where like we'll be in the middle of a match and like people will be scoring points and you're like fuck i don't know how they're gonna do this 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 next thing and they'll like set up to do something and you're like oh they're gonna do that but then like kageyama will do a dump and you'll get so surprised because you'll genuinely or at least i genuinely forgot <laughs> that, that was a thing and then i'm like oh wait fuck yeah he could do that like and then he scores a point and it's like you know and then okaiwa which again i'll give him credit where it's due hitting these fucking you know all the budget and animation budget <laughs> shots here where he's just rippling the ball and it's like he doesn't even get any frames. He just like touches the ball and the next frame it's on the floor on the <laughs> other side of the court. And you're like, oh no. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I it was it was this match and you know, all the matches with Seijo have been an absolute pleasure to watch because they've been so nail biting, so thrilling, so, you know, just intense. I mean, I would I remember the reaction. I was literally out of my seat. I, I don't get like that in reactions, and this show has completely reworked how I how I watch anime. It's just so it's so much. It's it's so so much and it's so so much of everything. So much of like like 
love, intensity, passion, you know, responsibility, all of these things, all of these great human qualities that this show does ultimately teach you about. And then that's the thing, right? These players, like I said at the beginning, the whole point here is to evolve. It's to grow. It's to become a better player individually, but also a better team player. Those That growth inherently comes with some, you know, either unexpected uh, drawbacks or unforeseen drawbacks uh, in terms of like the, the any negative aspects you pick up from that growth. But it, this, is, it, this is literally all about perseverance, right? We said it before. One of the best things about these characters is seeing how much work they, they put in to improve despite their flaws, right? Seeing Okaiwa stay up to 3.30 in the morning, you know, re-watching plays and running it back in his head so he can memorize, so he can help his team. You know, watching... Kageyama or Hinata stay long after practice is over just so they can just run shots again and again and again and again. Um, it is, uh, it, it's just, it is, you know, running out of, I don't have any synonyms, like, it's inspiring. <laughs> it's just straight up inspiring to watch these kids grow and, and learn to, to become a much more connected, you know, uh, single unit. Yeah, I think the, one of the big standout qualities that the show has in how it, invokes this emotion out of you is the aspect of relatability that comes with it, right? Because you can say that for your standard shonens or whatever, there is a relatability aspect in that some of the philosophies that they're teaching and the moral values and things like that can be applicable to just normal life, right? So you don't have to make a Rasengan to know that you shouldn't like, you know, hurt people that are weaker than you just for the sake of doing it, right? That's wrong. Um, you know, Rasengan or not. But there is a certain inherent quality that this show possesses that I feel strikes at some points, even a deeper core in the sense that we, you know, most of us um, have been to high school or maybe you're in high school right now and you're watching this and uh, maybe some of you have played sports. Maybe some of you haven't, you know, Isaiah and I have talked at length in our reactions about some of our prior experiences and how this show has kind of put, you in a new frame of reference, um, it almost makes you, I don't want to say regret, but rethink some of the things that you did and wish that it's like, you know, you can inspire others and tell them to be like, dude, or, or, you know, like give it your all, man, you know, like whatever it is, like come at it with the same amount of passion. And I know that can't just be fabricated. I don't know that nowhere you got to feel it in your heart, but if you do feel that spark in your heart, like, <laughs> this show is a perfect guidepost for you to, to, you know, to go off of and teaches you so many great things in the process. Uh, it's just like the, every character just speaks to the, the human condition in some way, shape or form. And it's very hard to not find at least one character or an amalgamation of a couple of them that you relate with in some way, shape or form, or you're like, wow, I've had that same thought before. Or like, mm -hmm. If I had, you know, like maybe I had that drive, but I didn't go at it the way that somebody else did or whatever. Uh, like I said, Suki was one of the big ones that really stuck out to me because there have been a lot, you know, I didn't jive with that because it brought a lot of the other team down. And, but, you know, we talked about this at length, but it was, uh, for all of the crap that I gave him, I actually understood his outlook. It, it's a bleak one, but understandable in the yeah. sense that it's like, what does it matter, right? We do this. We, we're done with volleyball. We don't make the pros. Even if we do, right? We go there, we die. Like, what's the big deal? And on a macro scale, that outlook on and that worldview is actually widely accepted, unfortunately, by a lot of people when it just comes to life, right? Like, what's the point in trying? But, I mean, you know, I won't rehash the whole damn episode again, but when Yama comes up to him and is like, you know, you're here, you know what I mean? And, and just his brother and all the people that are coming around him, it's like, 
you're here, give it your all. If what what do you need more than your pride to just try your hardest in this moment to savor every second that you have to give it your absolute all, you know, to not count yourself out before it even started because you're capable than more than you know and you want to enjoy every moment that you have on this earth while you have it. Even if you're yeah. going to, you know, eventually die and return to dust, it's you know, it's, you know, give it your best shot while you're here, right? And inspire others to do the same so that they can live on it and continue. Like, you know, that's just one example of many, but I think it's just, like I said, you know, the volleyball we've said before is the the theme, the wallpaper that they put mm-hmm. on this, but the, but, the, but the overarching themes and the lessons and just the storytelling and the writing and all that kind of stuff transcends volleyball. It's just a good show. <laughs> it's a great story, you know, through and through, but... That's really all I have to say. I, I mean, I thought the second season was fantastic. Like I said, I, you know, love the show, but I, I would say I even, I liked it even more than the first season. It was really good to see it all come together at the end there. And then we had our declaration of war at the end. I, yes. I think the third season we were saying, cause we genuinely don't know, but I'm like, I think it's literally going to be 10 episodes of them fighting, yeah. um, you know, the, the final agree. team. Um which is going to be insane. Yeah. <laughs> a 10-episode game is going to be pretty damn nuts. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was really cool to see all that come to a head. But, I, I mean, I would give this, like, a straight-up, you know, like, 10 out of 10. You know, that is just fantastic um, all all around. But uh, Yes, I completely agree with all of that. Um, I, I love this season. Like I said at the beginning, definitely, you know – over the first one because I, th- I think there's just more here and again I think that's by design I don't think you're it's like wrong if you do like the first seat like it's it comes down to personal preference at the end of the day but personally for me I think there's more here and obviously that is in fact like that's due to what the first season sets up mm. but I really love where this season you know ends up dropping off our characters um and, and that stuff like you were saying with Suki how it how it has now taken characters that even we don't didn't feel too strongly towards or gravitate towards initially um and even if we don't like you know or, or we don't love them now has opened up our minds to understanding them right and being like okay i get i under i understand what you're saying and i understand why you think you know that coupled with his backstory about what happened with his brother like i get it i understand why you think the way you think but like you said from yama's words and even bokudo has a, a very good moment with him where he's like dude once you feel that feeling like you'll know you'll know why we try as hard as we do and and it, you know you you get it you understand where he's coming from and it's nice to see him open up to everybody else's way of thinking and you know slowly but steadily grow there uh i do yeah i love just uh, and my thing is i you know again i say it again this hinata and kageyama are very clearly the like the main characters here right they're 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 the standouts here on karasuno they're the ones at the show and obviously hinata even more so i would say um are like the protagonist but i gotta be honest you could pick a protagonist for the show. Like, if you want, if you want this show to be about Nishinoya, you want it to be about Suga, you want it to be about Tanaka, su- like whatever, whoever, whoever you want. Because, and I, I say this more for Karasuno, just because they're obviously innately the team we spend the most time with, and that they're our main team. Um, uh, you know, but I, like, you could pick any one of them because, like, this this show does so well. To you know, I uh, the only thing I will say going forward, and I, I wonder how this is going to translate with the next season, being that like we were speculating, it might just be one game the whole season. Um, I would like to see a little bit more from in terms of backstories and like perspectives and like future. Because the the thing with the Katsuno team is we know pretty much, you know, from what I remember, we, we know like where everybody's heads are at, and we know where what their goals are, right? Like where they want to go or what they want to do. Um, but I can't really say the same thing 
for the 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 staff of Katsuno. Now, now Yachi, fair enough. She just got here. This is kind of she's just this is going to be her thing. She's going to be running it for a while. Um, she's a first year manager, and I'm assuming she's probably going to run it for all three years or even four because they can stay another year. Um, but I I, I kind of want to get a little bit more backstory into um, Takeda, the teacher, and Ukai, and like a little bit more about like what their plans are. You know what I mean? Just in their life, like you know, for, she's going to run with this team until they can, whatever. Kyoko, like I, I you know, I I want to I want to like learn and connect a, lo- a little bit more with those characters and get a little bit more. I mean, you know, those we've had enough moments with the Karasuno boys on this team. Like I said, for, for me to kill over them, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I I, I want to like. I want to really get to know, because, you know, even still, I will say, I would say Kyoko, take it a, a little bit more. We, we've we gotten a little bit into Ukai, especially with his his uh, his father, or I think it's grandfather, coming back into the, you know, into the limelight. Like, that shed a little bit of light. But I, 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 I want to feel, like, right now, I feel like I feel that way about those characters because they work with Katsuno. But I want to feel, I, I want to, like, feel that way because I'm like, no, I know Kyoko's story. Like, I'd, I'd kill anybody that looks at her. Like, I mean, I, I would do that now, but like, for <laughs> different reasons. Um, you know, that that's my only thing. And that's not a negative because, again, I'm, I'm, we had Husi. Even if they don't really touch on it in this, in the next season, we have a whole other season um, that I, I, I know is much longer. It gets a more traditional set of episodes. So I'm sure we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah. Altogether, man, it, w- it was fantastic. And I'm super excited to continue with it. Um, and I'm very thankful that we picked up this show and for y'all who watch our videos, the fantastic fandom that watches it along with us. Um, if you want to join the fun, join the party, uh, hit us up on AOA reacts. The link is in the description down below. Uh, judging by the name, it is our reaction channel. If you did not know, uh, where we have all of our high Q reactions so far, and we'll continue to post them, uh, until we are done or caught up with the show that is. So you definitely don't want to miss that. It's been a lot of fun throughout. Uh, definitely stay tuned here as well because we do plan on doing a tier list for season two now that we have season one and two. Kind of make that a trend going forward. Um, so definitely check that out. I mean, when this video drops, I don't know where and when that video is going to drop. So it may have already dropped when I said this. I don't know. It's in the future. That's a problem for future Ian and Isaiah and not one for present Ian and Isaiah. But definitely check it out on the channel here and stay tuned for that kind of stuff as well. Refer to our description down below, like I said, where we have other links that support the show, namely our patreon uh if you want to get exclusive benefits to the show while supporting us it's really a win-win but especially for the haiku fandom uh because we do have access to early live reactions for haiku you get one week early a- uh, access to those haiku live reactions uh you gotta hit us up on patreon though to get, take advantage of that so definitely check that out and join our discord as well uh we've been having some pretty awesome high Q conversations uh, and just, you know, we cover anime in general. It's not just high Q. So I'm sure there's other anime you like, <laughs> um, you know, so if you hop in there, talk with the brilliant community that we've cultivated so far, it's really a fun time. Uh, you can listen to this on an audio only platform as well. If you need to be on the go, I know it was a little bit of a longer discussion. We gushed a little bit, but hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, if you're on the go, you're doing chores around the house, you're driving in your car, whatever the case might be. We have Spotify, we're on iTunes, Google play, etc. anchor. Um, um, that link is in the description down below as well. And you can follow us on socials if you want to keep up to date with the show, with what we're doing individually, etc. And hit us up on Twitch, uh, where we will live stream majority of the time. Sometimes exclusively, we will live stream to Twitch uh, and do other live reactions and, and things of the like, video games, um, you know, collaborations, tier lists, whatever it might be. You definitely don't want to miss it. Um, so anyway, that's all we got for you guys today. Thank you so much for watching, though. But until next time, play on. Peace out.